If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, the podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best... Oh, bollocks. <laughs> watch the 50 best horror movies ever and talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K and I'm joined by... Ben Errington. Oh, off to a good start. That's great. Oh. Uh, yeah, so last week we talked about Drag Me to Hell. It was a very fun episode. We had some lovely feedback. Did someone tweet to us about it? I think uh, Andy... Yeah, somebody somebody might have tweeted to us about it. I think Andy CT on That's Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he said something along the lines of... Uh, it was the best episode of a podcast he's ever listened to. It was. He, he was just. He, he just had some nice things to say. I think he just said he enjoyed the episode and he has been enjoying the episodes. Okay, well, that's good. Which is nice. Yeah, it's good to know that people listen and uh, and enjoy it. Um, yeah. So uh, I should probably just quickly say there's a new website with um, the whole list on, and it's got all the pictures of the films and stuff. If you go to theotherstories.net, that's our like podcast network website. And um, you'll have a, there's our other shows there as well, but the horror hangout stuff is there, and you can you know check it out. It does look good. It looks lovely. Yeah, lovely nice visual importation of the list. Yeah, so you can see what we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be talking about in the future as well. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about the skin I live in. Um, ben, do you wanna tell us a little bit about what's it about? I will tell you a little bit about what it's about. Okay. <laughs> um, you need a jingle for that. <laughs> we do need a jingle do you know what? um that would be a pretty good jingle for i think for all the different sections of this podcast it would be good if we had a jingle if anyone wants to supply a jingle for us the bit about where ben says what it's about that'd be yeah good. i'd like that okay yeah, i'll get on with it <laughs> <laughs> the skin i live in is a 2011 spanish psychological thriller film written and directed by pedro almodovar is that how you're pronouncing um, it? Almodovar. 
Almodovar. We'll go Alma- with that. Okay. Almodovar. That sounds Almodovar. good to me. Okay, yeah. Starring Antonio Banderas and Elena Anaya. And it is based on Thierry Jonquet. Uh, Jonquet's novel, Migale. Lots of different <laughs> words to say. First published in French and then in English under the title Tarantula. Uh, so basic plot here. A brilliant plastic surgeon haunted by past tragedies creates a type of synthetic skin that withstands any kind of damage. His guinea pig, a mysterious and volatile woman who holds the key to his obsession. Not an actual guinea pig. No, no. Um, There's no guinea pig. There's no guinea pigs in this film. No. Uh, so this is what the people at Empire have to say. Uh, something like a Frankenstein fable. The skin I live in is nevertheless fed through Pedro Almodovar's idiosyncratic filter to become something else. Based on, I'm going with Thierry Honke, Yong, Yong <laughs> Jerry Yonquet's novel Tarantula, Tarantula, is the story of <laughs> it's the story of a scientist's illegal human experiments, ostensibly into artificial skin to be used to burn victims. The upshot is uh, kidnap and sexual reassignment in disturbing two hours, described by the director as a horror without screams or scares. Plenty to keep you awake, though. Also significant as a reunion of Almodovar with his frequent former star Antonio Banderas. The pair hadn't worked together since the uh, Time Me Up, Time Me Down, 21 years earlier. I've not seen that. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes gave it 80% fresh. It's got a 70% Metacritic uh, score, and Mr. Ebert gave it 3 out of 4. So it's not as highly rated as uh, some of the other films we've had. Um, on the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors, which is our lovely little Facebook group, if you want to uh, you know, have your say, go search for that on Facebook. Uh, Johan Chipol says, I saw this in the cinema. It left me speechless and empty the moment I left. Had so many conflicting and uncomfortable feelings about the film. Having this dark and unusual subject that is tough to explain and difficult to share because of the twist reveal. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, but not without leaving a bitter taste in your mouth. It is the same feeling when, uh, when people watch Requiem for a Dream. Excellent movie, but tough to recommend. And then Edward said, Edward Harvey said, Yeah, I saw it on the big screen too. It's incredibly disturbing. It's one of those films that's well executed and does its job, but you have no desire to see it again because once was harrowing enough. Um, yeah, so Ben, have you seen it before? Uh, no, this was my first time. And uh, how did you feel about it? Um, did I you was know, quite, did you know was... what the twist was, by the way? Did you? Because... No. Okay, cool. No, no, no. Um, I didn't know what the twist was. I guess it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like, it's a twist, but it's not a twist that's revealed like, bang. It's, it's, not, a it's not a sixth it's sense like... um, no. pull. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of like, it's drip-fed, and when you... When when you decide to get on board with the twist is like at one at one particular point or another. There's probably a few places where you could where the penny could drop. Yeah. Um, initially, I wasn't so sure about this film. It kind of the first thirty minutes or so, I really wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure what I was going to make of it. I was a bit kind of like, well, is yeah. this really is this really sort of my kind of thing? But then as soon as it kind of kicks off from there. Um, I thought I thought it was pretty fantastic. To be fair, yeah, I thought I, it was really good, and I yeah. and I was gripped. I was yeah. gripped. This is the most uh, of all the films I've watched so far. This is the one film when I don't think I've looked away from the screen. I was so like in. Yeah, it. Like, no, it was I know so what you mean. Ripping. Yeah, that's true because unfortunately, in the world of smartphones, yeah, you know, you might be thinking, I recognise that guy. Who's that guy? I'll have a little <laughs> Google of him, uh, or you might be doing from? something else. Oh yeah, he's from. <laughs> yeah, happens all the time. Yeah, but he looks a bit. Oh, it's not him. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was pretty engrossed from yeah. the from the get go, and 
didn't as I said the first 30 minutes were maybe for me a bit slow yeah um but as soon as we can as soon as there's an introduction of a certain character that was for me where it kind of kicked off and yeah. I did find it hard did find it hard to look away and it's and like then, breadcrumbs there's like so many little clues dropped that just keep you going wait what who's that why is that why is who is that person and then it just keeps you pulling through all the way through Right yeah, and obviously end. because yeah. because because the order of the film isn't chronological either, mm. you kind of go back a few times and then back and then forward, and I assume it jumps around a little bit. Yeah. Um, when you get on board with it, it, it you know what I mean. When you realise exactly what has happened, yeah. what the overarching story and narrative is. Yeah. Then then it does it really hits home. It's like a punch to the face. Yeah, it's, it's tragic. I I really found it quite tragic this film, but like um. So, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, it's the story that sort of keeps you engaged, but I think also the directing style I found really engaging. Like, I found, like, the, the, it was really nice to look at. The music was really cool and really interesting. And it it felt, it didn't look like a horror film. It looked somewhere on, like, a fashion film or, like, a not not as far uh, gone, but leaning towards Wes Anderson's sort of eye for uh, colour and aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was very pretty. Yeah, and very like, yeah, and very cold in terms of like cinematography and mm. the color palette. Um, it was very cold. It was very like white and gray and silver, yeah. and everything seemed to be lit really, lit really well. But also everything was very stark and sort of in, quite in your face. So it was the, the, quite the, difficult to. There was the bits where it was showing the main characters little laboratory setup and it felt I know you mean cold in the sense of it just looked like you were watching um like not look around you but the thing that look around you takes the mick out of uh so there was like school <laughs> yeah, yeah. biology uh things but um yeah it was really good uh so I should probably just talk about the key players quickly so Antonio Banderas he plays Dr Robert Ledgard um and he's extremely controlling very uh, dashing, if I do say so myself. And he, um, uh, he's uh, well, we don't know he's a plastic surgeon um, initially. We just know that he's making skin. <laughs> That's like the only thing like we know at the start. He's like a very clever guy, obviously, uh, and he's making skin. <laughs> just making some skin, making you know. He's got one his he's got one of his home skin yeah. making kits for Christmas. Yeah, and he's gone crazy with it. Yeah, someone once said, "Yo, man, give me some skin," and he was like, "I don't." I don't know what that means. <laughs> so he completely he went, the wrong end he, of it. He went away, took it completely <laughs> the wrong way, went away and said, I'll give him some skin. Yeah. I'll give him skin like he's never had before. 20 years later, That's after like, like his all his medical degrees, he takes a, a flap of <laughs> like soggy uh, skin to this guy who's uh, he's like, I don't know what's going on. Okay, anyway. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do with that. <laughs> um, he probably eats eat it. It looks quite edible. Anyway, yeah. Alina Anaya plays uh, Vera Cruz. Vera Cruz is this sort of um, woman who's locked in Robert's house, um, but she doesn't seem particularly, well, in the start, anyway, she doesn't seem to be particularly um, sad about the fact. She seems sort of comfortable in a way. Like the place where she's living in the room uh, looks very lived in. There's lots of books, there's lots of writing on the walls and uh, pictures and art and stuff. And she makes a joke near the beginning. So you don't feel that bad for her in a way, but... So something very odd about that whole situation. And then there's some other characters. There's a uh, housemaid who I thought was his, Robert's mum for the entire film called Maria. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
she, she was played but she was played by the same lady from the devil's backbone as well wasn't she was she the headmistress oh yeah yeah that's interesting um so i think so i yeah. might be is that the first first recurring actress yeah possibly so. for this list isn't that funny because like we were just saying like i would have got my phone out to check that but i didn't there was too engrossed in the story <laughs> um and then you've got um uh, a guy called vicente which we'll talk about later another guy called zika which we'll talk about later is pretty fun scene and then Norma, and, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, Norma plays Robert's daughter. We don't meet her for a long time, and uh, his his wife as well, who we won't mention just yet. Um, but yeah, so it opens um, in with this lovely little shot of Toledo, and we've got uh, Robert Ledgard. He's talking about this skin he's made to a big um, group of people. Uh, this is like the very sort of dry part of the story because it's like it's not that interesting. It's like watching a a guy make a presentation. Um, <laughs> PowerPoint. Yeah, he was doing a PowerPoint presentation on his skin. Yeah. So I think it's really nice. This skin. whole thing about skin is a, a, a. I think it's a bit of a red herring. I mean, what do you think? Because doesn't really come into it. Like after the first twenty minutes, they sort of abandon this whole bit. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I kept thinking, when are they going to return to the skin stuff? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a bit of a red herring. It was kind of like a setup to sort of introduce. Like obviously, yeah, he was trying to develop a synthetic skin. Yeah. But that was kind of like an afterthought after yeah. some stuff he'd already some stuff he'd already done. So clearly it was just it was just a setup to try and introduce him as him as this brilliant plastic surgeon. Perhaps perhaps I mean, a little they, bit they mad. Could have, they could have done that like because this this skin, we're not we're not doing it properly. So this skin, he um it's super hard skin. <laughs> And like it doesn't burn, it's like burn-proof skin that he's making that he feels like he could put onto people. So it's not even like a yeah. normal achievement. Like it's not within the realms of reality. <laughs> like if no. they were going to have him, let's introduce this doctor who's an, a brilliant scientist. Why don't you just say, give him a presentation about how he's found a new way to do a boob job that like has minimum scar tissue. <laughs> do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? He's like, yeah, no, he's, he's made this new skin. <laughs> like, it just seems <laughs> yeah. so bonkers to me. Especially because that's not news in the story. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so everyone in the crowd's like, "Oh, that's amazing! It sounds kind of weird." Um, and then uh, he said he's been testing it on mice, niece, and he's and he's saying it works really well. <laughs> but then, in, in, in um, after the presentation, someone comes back to him and says, "You, you, well, I know you, Robert. You tried this on a human, haven't you?" And then he says, "Yes." So we know, we know something's weird. Away. Yeah, we know something's going on there. Uh, and then we go to his house. Um, how would you describe? He's got, his a, house? He's got a nice place, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's proper. It's uh, proper digs. It's a beautiful like estate. Um, probably. I mean, I, I would like to say the holiday there at some point. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. As long as you don't lock me away. Yeah, I know. That's the room I'd like to stay in. It looks quite peaceful. Oh, is it? Yeah. You could do a bit. You do a bit of yoga in there. Yeah. Um, so then, um, we've got like, uh, some, uh, people in the house who are, um, caretakers and stuff. And then we've got Marilla or Maria. Um, she's the main caretaker. And then there's these video screens on the wall and they show, uh, Vera, who's the woman who's, who's sort of locked in this room. And, um, like I said, she didn't seem that, uh, put out. She seems relatively comfortable. She's doing some yoga. Um, she just seems to be, you know. She's living the dream. Living the dream, yeah. She's living the living the dream against her own will. People are making food <laughs> for her. She literally ha- doesn't have to go to work. Uh, no. Not paying rent, I imagine. 
She's. I doubt she's paying rent. I doubt they got like a it's set up so she's her direct debits going into, yeah, <laughs> or a bank transfer into Antonio Banderas's account every month. Because you know, how would she be earning her money unless she's like a online yoga teacher or something? But I'm looking into it too much. Babe station. <laughs> yeah, babe station. Yeah. It's potential that she's doing babe station. You know, there's a niche <laughs> babe station audience for people yeah. with synthetic skin. Yeah. Unbreakable synthetic skin. You know yeah. that works for some people. Yeah. And um, so then, so we don't, that's basically the introduction to the story. So we've got this woman in this uh, room and then Robert comes home and he says, these other people, they have to, uh, they have to go. They can't work here anymore. But Maria, Maria you stay here. You're now the sole te- uh, caretaker of this house um, because there's people getting suspicious with, with what he's doing. And he doesn't want people coming around to the house, obviously because he's got a secret in the shape of a woman in a room. Um, and then he goes out for a bit. I, it doesn't, I don't think he says where he goes. Maybe he does, but I imagine he just goes out for some fish and chips or something. And then... Um, Subway. Subway. <laughs> Whilst he's out, <laughs> uh, Maria's son, Zika, arrives. He's uh, he's done a robbery. He's, he's knocked on the door. He's, he's like, I've done a robbery. He's looking for somewhere to hide out. Uh, by the way, I'm dressed as a tiger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, a really, with a really good tail as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's... By the way, I'm dressed as a tiger. <laughs> that was like the. It's weird because the tiger bit was kind of like that was never. What <laughs> yeah. mentioned that much? So really, it was like I've, I've, I've dressed like a tiger. I've done a robbery. I haven't seen you in ten years, Mum. Well, she didn't recognize uh, me at first. Is, she, is it because she's like I don't remember giving birth to a tiger? And then he goes, <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, no, it's, it's me. <laughs> I remembered everything that's come out of me, and yeah. there was definitely no tigers. Not at any point, especially especially oh, one as big as you. Was there? So she had an affair with um, uh, what's his name from the Frosties, and <laughs> why can't I Tony, think of his name? Tony, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> it's too obvious. Tony the Tiger. Her and Tony the Tiger. You know had what to say about uh, him in the bedroom, don't you? Go on. He, he's great. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, this Maria Sanzika, he's a proper a proper goon, like. If you think about the word goon, he is that. Yeah. He is that. He's absolutely a goon. <laughs> He's off his saying it now. Absolutely goon. Full on, <laughs> full on goon. Um, he looks actually a bit like the guy from the Goonies. Uh, I couldn't think of it, but not quite as deformed. Um, yeah. He's got a scar. He's got some scar. Scar. Yeah. Scar. Scarification. Yeah. He's got a funny little lip, isn't he? Has he got a funny little scarred lip? Or maybe uh, he's somewhere? got scars uh, around his eye uh, and on yeah. one side of his face. He's got some more on the other side. That's what happens. He's got into a fight with another tiger, hasn't he? He's got into a fight <laughs> with another tiger, trying to, you know, assert yeah. their dominance. Yeah. <laughs> but he, but Which he does. He, he does assert uh, his dominance. He does very much so. He, um, so he comes and he's like, look, mum, I need to hide somewhere. We're, 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 we find out here that he knows Robert um, from somewhere in the past. And, a bit of he's, and he's like, let me in. I'm dying for a sandwich, mum. And uh, so she comes, she lets him in. <laughs> and then he, he's eating this sandwich. And whilst, he, whilst he's eating. What's, what sandwich? Dairy Lee? Uh, is that what it was? I didn't even see. I wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? I reckon so. That's what you make for your son. Like, if she's making it for her son, it's got to be Dairy Lee cut into four. No, I eat, uh, cheese and ketchup. Cheese and ketchup sandwiches That's I used to have. Madness. That's utter madness. Wait, it's like cheese and tomato, but like good tasting tomato. <laughs> cheese and tomato, like for the, you know, <laughs> yeah. the real the real budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
And also, like, cheese and tomato sandwiches, I really am sick of when you bite into them, the tomato it doesn't come out in, like, one mouthful. It pulls the sandwich apart. It's like, I'm yeah. not going without a fight. It just sticks onto the sandwich as best it can. I find, I find like, fresh tomato to be quite wet in a sandwich, quite a wet ingredient. Too wet. <laughs> Way too wet. It's like slickens, sogs to... Slickens and sogs everything up. Sogs the bread. The bread, you know, you've got this sogs bread the... soaked... <laughs> You got this bread soaked in just like tomato water, and yeah. it's just disgusting. Yeah, that's why I don't get BLTs from uh, uh, like sandwich shops and stuff. Yeah, I've got no time for a BLT. No, because they're prepackaged, and by the time you open them, like the the bread is full on, it's sogged and then dried. <laughs> yeah, you have to wring the bread out yeah. and then put it back in the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then, like you've got sauce on top of that. It's just too soggy. Yeah, too too soggy. You need, you need a plastic bag to just keep it all together. Also, BLT now to me, if I have a BLT, I feel like I'm missing the chicken because it's like to me, it's chicken. <laughs> chicken BLT is the standard. Like if I get a BLT, it's just bacon, lettuce, tomato. I feel like this is missing something right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Zeke is first... eating a, a a BLT. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no cheese and tomato sauce sandwich. And he, uh, <laughs> he's got some frosties on the go there as well, probably. And as he's eating, uh, he sees sees one. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is getting silly. And as he's eating, he sees the uh, the video screens, and he's like, oh, "That's an interesting film, black and white. I like art." And then he realizes it's not um, uh, a film; it's a uh, it's one of the video cameras with uh, Vera on it, and she's doing some yoga. Now we didn't know this going into the film, but. Zika's biggest turn on is yoga. <laughs> <laughs> he should have announced that before. The, uh... <laughs> they should have... When he announced him, he should have said, he, bloody... he absolutely loves yoga and he's a pest. That's the he's thing. an he's animal. A... He's, he's an he's... animal. He's a pest. <laughs> he sees some yoga and it, it lights him up. He's like, I've got to have sex with that <laughs> yoga woman. <laughs> and then he starts running around the house. Um, I know he ties his mum up first, shoves a by the way, he's an idiot. Like, like it's can't be understated. Like the way he talks, he's almost like he's not all there in the head. Um, yeah, and he's so he's like he's putting this uh, handkerchief down his mum's throat to keep her quiet and all this stuff. It's pretty grim. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to. He's dressed like a tiger because there's a carnival on in the city, and he's using the tiger disguise. Well, he's using it as a sort of disguise, isn't he? Because That's the it. police are after him. Yeah, because the because the fuzz. Or after him. Yeah. Yeah, he's not just wearing a tiger suit, although it is a bit random. Um, but then, um, so he's running around the house and then he he finds the, the room with Vera in. He goes in there and he, uh, well, like he, like you said, Ben, he asserts his dominance. And he... Yeah, does he a, does. Do, does, the, does the bad thing. Does a rape. Um, and she doesn't like it, obviously. Uh, but also, he, uh, he calls her... Um, a name or like he recognizes her he he he's like i thought you were dead she obviously doesn't know who the hell this guy is and then he's like like there's a horrible bit where it's like his mouth is right around her face he reminded me of drag me to hell like he's got his jaw yeah right on a on a jaw on a chin and it's horrible he's just being a bit full-on isn't he i yeah, mean too much flowers it's just <laughs> too much just take a step back for god's sake yeah keen are we and uh, he, uh, <laughs> what does he do? Oh yeah, so um, so he rapes her, and then um, instantly after raping her, um, he falls asleep, like just falls asleep on top of her, 
and uh, he yeah, did eat, he did eat a big lunch though, so he could have been a bit tired out. Um, Robert comes home and he sees uh, Zika asleep on what's her face, Vera, and then he shoots him in the yeah. back. And uh, shoots him in the back, yeah, exactly. Which is you know that's that's well deserved punishment for coming in uh, dressed as a tiger, tying up your mum. I will uh, not then, stand for tigers in my house. No, they get shot immediately, and then <laughs> rape, raping his his guinea pig. Um, yeah, yeah, metaphorical guinea pig that he's making a synthetic skin for. You know, I mean, he's he's bounded into this story, and just completely fucks shit up. Yeah. You know, and he uh, yeah. So you are right. So uh, the big thing here is he's seen someone violating his property. Basically, I think that's the way he sees it, and he loses shit and he, he shoots the guy. Um, so then whilst he's taking, um, the guy, the guy's body, um, taking Tiger Pants' body away to to burn it or (laughs) take it to the vets or whatever, I don't know. Um, Vera, uh, starts asking Maria about, um, he said he knew me and then we find out, uh, there's a bit of a flashback here. Um, uh, so what happened? So he went off with Robert's wife in the past and they were in a car crash. They were both horribly burnt. I, I imagine that's where he got his scars and he left Robert's wife to, to burn to death. Uh, but she didn't die. She made it out and Robert sort of helped her, but her, her skin was all badly burned. And then she saw herself, tried to commit suicide or did commit suicide, jumped out of a window and the, which then mentally scarred their child, Norma, who we haven't even met yet. There's so many, this is what I mean, like there's like these threads in this story that just keep on like tugging and pulling you along. Um, who met this mentally scars their child, Norma, and it also kills his wife, obviously. Uh, so after all this sort of chaos, Robert gets back and then he lets her not sleep. He, she says like, you don't have to sleep in the, uh, in your room anymore. You can sleep in my bed. So he's let her out. He's let her out. Um, yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is nice of him. You know, it's nice of him to have done that. Yeah. Plus their beds are like <laughs> bloody and stuff now. Uh, but yeah, then, yeah. It's, did, blood, it's bloody. It's covered in tiger stuff. Yeah. Did he have sex at that point? Yeah, I think, no, no I think they have sex and then she says it's hurting her. Okay, yeah. Um. Uh, obviously after, and and after Antonio Banderas does, does the gentlemanly thing and says, well, we we it's okay. We will stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do it, Zika. Uh, he he says no. Okay, that's fine. But then he falls asleep, and I feel that I feel like this film is told in three parts, um, like three acts, and very sort of defined. I feel like that's the end of Act One. So it ends with him letting her out and um, embracing her, and they start like cuddling and stuff, and then they both fall asleep in the bed, and then. And then we go to Act Two. So this is where the sort of the time jumps start happening. Um, that makes it sound too time travelly. I just mean like flashbacks. <laughs> uh, mm. So we get, first of all we go into Robert's head, and we jump back six years to this really smooth jazz. Like there's a, it's a wedding. There's a jazz band <laughs> playing, and it's a really nice sort of like little jazz outfit going on. There's people dancing. Robert's talking to some people. He seems okay. This is we find out this is after his wife committed suicide. Norma, his daughter's grown up to some degree. Uh, she's a teenager now. And we find out that that mentally scarred her and she hates being around people. So this is her one of her first uh, ventures out of the uh, mental institution or wherever she's been staying. And she's talking to some boys. Um, they seem like they're having a good time. 
Um, Robert loses track of her at one point, and then he goes outside to try and find her. Uh, the party's the music still playing behind them. He finds a load of teenagers having sex in the gardens, um, and yeah, then there, finds there, far there, too there, much. Yeah, there was far too. There, it was an orgy going on. Yeah. You know I mean, it was it was way too much. You know, I would have just like dispersed them. I would have just walked into the middle of it, clapping my hands. Yeah, you know, fired a gun, maybe just to disperse them. And he sees he, he, he walks past them as if it's normal. Like, is is that what Spain is like? I don't know. I've only been once. <laughs> <laughs> People weren't doing I'm that not, in the streets. I've, I've never been, so uh, <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't remember. You should book a trip. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> People are having sex in the streets, dude. Come on. Um, <laughs> but so he's, he's, he's going through the gardens and he sees uh, uh, enormous shoes on the floor and then a jumper and he finds her knocked out on the on the floor. And then it looks like she's been raped uh, by this tree. She, she wakes up. She loses her. What? You are. I thought you said raped by a tree. That was there. That was oh, Evil Dead. Wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she. <laughs> <laughs> she. Um, she wakes. He wakes her up, and she goes. She like loses it. She. She can't handle it. Um, starts like uh, trying to push him away and stuff. And then we cut a little bit forward in time and then we find out that she killed herself i think she jumped out of the window as well i'm, I'm not too sure actually i think yeah well you get a, there's, there's a point where you talk, talk about um her mother jumping out of a window and then we said and eventually norma followed her out of the window obviously right, yeah not it's not the same window but that's both the way to get up uh, weird way to kill yourself jumping out of a window i think especially from like just a it looked like the first floor yeah it didn't look very high you'd have to like no. commit and like swan dive into the floor like to yeah, try and really break something I'd, I'd 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 take a multitude of different ways other than that i think yeah yeah um <laughs> <laughs> train track i guess or <laughs> yeah yeah there's a, few, there's a few ways you could do it google it i mean don't actually there's a there's a samaritan's hotline you should get in touch with them um but um so she kills herself we did we didn't we didn't mention as well before he found his daughter unconscious on the floor, he saw a motorbike driving away. Um, mm. But then, so to so the future, she's killed herself. Pretty much gives the whole backstory of Robert of why he's like the way he is. Like it, the women in his life um, all commit suicide, <laughs> or like all get ruined uh, in some way. They all get scarred in some way. One got like burned, and the other got mentally scarred, um, and they all uh, jump out of windows and, and die. Yeah. So it's at this point you kind of think. Is he keeping Vera, and he's he trying to turn Vera into some sort of like perfect woman that he can like control and yeah. uh, sort of make look perfect? And with the un unbreakable skin thing, you think maybe he's doing this so that that she she'll wouldn't be able to commit hurt. suicide. Yeah, maybe, she'll never yeah. she'll never get hurt. So that's his that's yeah. his coping his coping mechanism, I guess, yeah. for losing his losing his uh, wife and his. I did mention as well. He he also seems to view her as some sort of piece of art. There's like in his bedroom or he, or his office. There's a giant video screen in there, um, and then she, like when it's just showing a picture of Vera on the video screen, he just looks like he's looking at art, like it's his big art piece on the mantle. Or um, so he obviously like he idolizes Vera. She's his perfect woman, and he's not gonna let anything happen to her. Um, but then we come back, and then we uh, so they're back in bed, and this time, so this is the second time I saw this film, and now so I know what the twist is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And then as it um, went into Vera's mind, it did this really interesting thing where it had, I'm not going to say just yet, but it had the other person looking right at her face in like a weird like faded opacity thing. It was really interesting. It was really nice to see. Uh, but there's lots mm. of little bits like this I didn't notice the first time I watched it. Uh, so now we go uh, to um, a guy called Vicente. He's a new character. He's just he's like a normal lad. Like he works in his mum's sh- uh, clothing shop. He wants to go to a party. Um, he said the lads are all on, on out on the piss tonight. We're going for it. Like, and, uh, <laughs> and then he goes over. It turns out that it's the wedding where um, Norma got raped. Um, and then, well, supposedly raped. So he, all his friends and a lot of girls, they all pair off. Obviously, the others start, they find a bush, you know, get to, get to the fucking and uh, get to the orgy <laughs> they've, they've got sorted out. Um, but then, um, so Norma is obviously, obviously unhinged, the way she talks to Vicente. And Vicente is off, it, like, off his tits on pills or whatever he's taking as well. He's, he's off his face on drugs. Yeah. He just assumes he's he on he's drugs taken, as well. Yeah, which he would. Uh, he just says, I've taken, I don't know what I've taken, I've taken everything. Yeah. You name it, I've taken it. Yeah. And like, I've got to say, the actress who plays Norma, is, like, she looks really crazy. <laughs> like, her eyes are like constantly like um, moving around, like shifty. She doesn't look unnatural though. She looks like, I don't know, she always freaked me out anyway. Um, but then they, I think he, every move that she makes, he assumes she's, he, she's coming on to him in some way. Like, um, he goes to take a shoe off or something. She trips on a shoe and he starts kissing her. And then they find a tree yeah. and they lie down by it. And then they, he starts having sex with her. But then she starts to freak out, starts to panic. She bites his hand, like really badly bites his hand. Um, and then he slaps her. And then that, that's what knocks her out. And then he runs away. Uh, so he didn't. Gives it, a, gives it a backhand. It gives her a KO, doesn't he? Oh. Yeah. Although I don't con- condone what this Vicente guy did to her. I I wouldn't say I don't know I I, I don't think he was coming from a, a bad place. He just seemed to, he just thought he was having um what's the word uh, sex with consenting Cons- sex consenting sex with her. Yeah. But yeah, but then obviously she freaked out and uh, yeah, and she bit him and he, he gave her and he gave her a slap. Yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe a little bit heavy-handed, but you know. And then he gets on his bike and, and, and drives away. And then he uh, he's obviously like a little bit upset by it. He tells his friend in the shop and his, um, he's like, look, I'm going to leave this town. Um, and then he, he goes on a little bike ride. Robert kidnaps him in this really weird makeup. Um, and then we have... Yeah, was that, was, that, was that makeup or was that just like a mask of I some sort? I couldn't make because like, it looked so peculiar. I wasn't sure if it had like, um, I think it was a mask. I think it was like some prosthetic sort of Hollywood makeup style nose and stuff on it. I don't know. So Robert, he, he tracks down Vicente on his bike, kidnaps him. And then we have like the main sort of horror of the story. So he keeps Vicente as a prisoner. Um, and we assume he's just, he's just basically torturing this guy because he um, raped his daughter and was responsible for her death. Uh, but starts to do like weird stuff to him so he um he chloroforms him and then puts him in his um private oh well he sh- he, sh- he shaves him first shaves him first that was a pretty tense moment gives gives him the old shape yeah that was pretty tense so pretty slow on the with the cutthroat razor yeah all the way along yeah and then um he gives him oh what, what's the term for it vag Vagerectomy or something. It's vagoplasty. Vagoplasty. No, or vaginoplasty. Vaginoplasty. Yes. He gives him a vaginoplasty. Yeah. Um, And then I didn't quite get it yet. Did you get it yet? Uh, Well, I don't know because the last time I saw it was ages ago. So I can't really remember. Uh, But this time I was like watching it knowing sort of all the way through. Um, Ah, right. Yeah, I see. I remember. Oh, no, sorry. So we're, we're coming to like the, the slow twist of it. So he he then puts um, a Vicente. What well, it's really sad. Like Vicente wakes up and he says, "What did you do to me?" And he goes, "Good, your vaginoplasty." Um, and then he locks him in his room. And then over the um, the course of I don't know how long, but Vicente slowly morphs into Vera, like just a piece. Yeah, well, this piece there's, of the time. there's quite a horrible horrible bit where. He brings in these little tools to for help him keep stretch the new orifice brand, open. Yeah. Keep keep his new orifice open yeah. with these slowly slowly bigger bigger sort of um, yeah. <laughs> objects. They, they look like dildos, uh, but they're like solid. Um, yeah, yeah, they look, they look like dildos, but medicinal uh, dildos. Medicinal dildos, yeah, not fun ones. No, <laughs> <laughs> not fun ones. Yeah. You're not having any fun with these, mate. Business. These are, medis- these are These are business dildos, <laughs> and uh, they're only here to make your fanny bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh dear. But it does. It does feel very like tragic because we know the truth that he didn't rape um, Norma. We know that like. Robert is is um gone completely like over the top with with what he's done. Like he's kidnapped him. He's given him a sex change. I mean, um, a man has obviously made a, obviously made a mistake. He's got involved. He's got himself into a pretty uh, spot of bother. Yeah. Um. He probably shouldn't have. He's give her a slap. Or left it like that. Let, but, yeah. But come on. Yeah. Or left it like that. But come on. Yeah. He he, he ain't deserving this. No. And then um, so it's really sad. So like he gives him like uh. Uh, dresses and um, he or she Vera now or Vicente uh, cuts like just rips them up um, he gives him like breasts and stuff and he like at one point I think he, he tries to like cut the breast off um, like he, he like he just whatever he can do he's, he's just not 
he doesn't feel a woman. He, he's a man, like he's being forced to become something he's not. Um, so it's really sad. It's really horrible. Um, and then it's a really kind of surreal change to see him slowly morph into Vera, who's this like idealized woman we've seen throughout this entire film. Um, and then. So, well, yeah, that's the thing, because I think like when we see her in the film, she carries herself with such a sort of like grace yeah. that you kind of just you wouldn't think anything different. And then to see Vincente, Vincente, Vincenzo, Vincente, I think, yeah, yeah, Vincente, to see him sort of like obviously essentially going through a sex change against his will. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, it's a it's a good sort of like it's a very interesting take on yeah. gender, isn't it? Really, because it's like. It is an int- it's a it's a very interesting and unique take because, you know, no one ever. The reason people get sex changes is because they feel like they were born in the wrong body. So the fact that somebody doesn't feel like that at all and yeah. they're being forced to like go from it, there is something yeah. there is something quite horrific about that. Yeah, because like, it, trying it, trying to imagine like your whole identity just being completely compromised exactly. just because someone's yeah. someone's doing it. Yeah. Like it, it plays into like one of my biggest fears. Which, it's not getting sex change, but like one of my, <laughs> like weird, I've got this weird fear of being um, killed or um, hurt based on someone else's belief system that I don't uh, adhere to. So the, the best example I can think of that is in the Wicker Man when they burn the main guy because they want to get a, a new crop, and I, I find something about that so terrifying. And this is like. Um, Robert believes a certain something that isn't true, and we know it's true. Magento knows it's true. Well, he thinks it's, he knows it's true, and it's, it's happening to him. And it, like, it is such an interesting idea of uh, this film. I, I don't see this film really as a horror, apart from this whole concept. It's such a like, yeah horrible concept to, to to sort of grasp. I was wondering what you're going to say was your biggest horror, uh, biggest fear then, having your knob off, having, having, it, off. <laughs> having it sliced right off like a stick of butter. Yeah, and finding it in the fridge the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it is pretty. Hard. I mean, Vincente doesn't really get given a chance to explain himself, and when he does, he can't really remember because he was on so many drugs. He can't remember exactly what happened. Yeah. So the fact that he was never really given a chance to explain himself, he never really gets given a chance to sound silly, but apologize. He's never yeah, really said, yeah. "Look, I'm sorry for what happened," but. Uh, the, this the, is what I remember. You'd be pleading. I think you'd be pleading from the moment you get that v- v- vaginoplasty. You'd be pleading for him to just look, just l- stop, let me go. If th- if that is why you're doing this to me, oh, then shit. you just reminded me of the, the bit where uh, he does try to kill himself. He slices his own neck. Oh yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, well, yeah, it's weird because I think at this point I would say he's Vera now. Yeah, yeah. Is he not? Yeah, so well, the actress is it's the actress yeah. at that point. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so it's 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 not like a happy change. It takes a bit of time. He, so he tries to kill himself. Like he slits his neck open. But um, Robert, I think he says something like, "We'll have to make the skin stronger" or something, which probably leads more into what he's doing later on with the skin thing. Um, this is this is getting interesting now because, like, in terms of like gender roles and stuff. Hmm. Because obviously we're referring to Vincente as a him because he yeah. that's how he wants to be. Yeah. But then in terms of the way he he's been sort of gone through what he's gone through because of at the hands of Antonio Banderas, 
is he now a she? This is this is the, this is the difficult thing, and then yeah, when you, yeah. you get get into this thing because essentially, make... yeah, he's a he because he wants to be Vincente. Yeah, it, I did wonder, like, after all this has, has happened, would he get another sex change, or like, would he start dressing like a man again? Like, it did sort of make me wonder, like, because he obviously feels like a man. Um, yeah, but at some point in in this sort of transformation, it doesn't it. It it loses its uh, sense of revenge for her, but I think instead it becomes a sense of making a perfect woman, like to, to keep in his life. Because yeah. it does feel like revenge for a lot of the time, and then it suddenly <laughs> seems to change, and he starts to like admire her and adore her, like he would like a piece of art. Because initially in the film, initially early on in the film, who did you think Vera was? Do you uh, well, remember? Do you I, remember? I can't remember. I mean, um, I can't remember the last time. I Sorry, but um, I I thought maybe he just because obviously at one point his housekeeper says you've made her look too much like his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, could you not have found someone with a different bone structure or something? I thought that maybe he'd just found somebody, either somebody who had an accident and made or somebody them look like his wife. Yeah, and made them look like his wife. Yeah, I didn't think it was quite as dark. I mean, that's pretty dark as it is, but yeah. I didn't think it was quite as dark. That sounds like a a cool film though. Um, yeah, just find like find like a drifter, or I, I don't know. I, I kind of just thought, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, but then like so, so that's like the end of part two, and then we come to the part three, which is back in the present day. Uh, they wake up in the morning in the bed, and um, what's the name? Vera, who's now full on Vera, um, has the perfect opportunity to escape, but then doesn't. So then we start to feel like, oh, okay, so is this Stockholm syndrome now? Is she like now yeah. in love with her um, capturer who yeah. she's hated go a bit, this entire time? It did go a bit Beauty and the Beast at this point, didn't it? I was yeah. thinking yeah. They, they they love each other after yeah. all this. Imagine that. This, this is another horrible thing. It's like the sort of body horror element of that and the horror of being kept against your will somewhere and now the thought of being in love with your captor as somebody who does we assume still want to be a man. Yeah. It's, it's a bizarre sort of, it's yeah, a bizarre, yeah. it makes you feel bizarre things. It makes you, it is a confusing yeah. premise, I think. And then, uh, so uh, one of Robert's colleagues who helped him do the operation on, on Vicente, uh, comes back and he starts threatening, saying, uh, you I've got your number, mate. I've got your number. You shouldn't have done that. Like, I think that's the first person you're doing experiments on. Uh, yeah, because he's got a, he's got a newspaper story exactly, saying that yeah. Vincente has um, been missing for quite a number of years. Yeah, and then Vera gets another opportunity now to jump in and say, "Yes, he he did this to me, help me," but he but but he she doesn't, and instead says, "That was me, but it, it didn't do it against my will. Uh, I'm now living with Robert, and he, she she he sits on his lap and kisses, and it looks like they're just going to be really happy, um, and they're just gonna that's feels like that's the way it's going to end." But then the next morning, oh no, it's that night they're about to have sex. She's like, I've got some lube downstairs. He goes to get the lube, but gets yeah, gun yeah. instead. And then shoots that mofo. <laughs> and certainly about Darius at this point, when he's like, he's so impatient. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get the lube, are you? Right, go and get the lube right now. She's like, I'm yeah. off to get the lube. She's downstairs looking for the lube slash gun. Yeah. Are you? Have you got the lube? Shouting down the stairs. Jesus, Antonio Banderas, you horny bastard. Yeah, and like all, all the while, Marilla, and Maria, his housemate, is like in the room, like, oh god, <laughs> she's trying to sleep, and he's like, they're shouting oh. about lube. 
yeah, yeah. She's like tuck, tucking into a good book, and she's like, "Got oh, a bloody loop." Put her headphones on. Um, <laughs> so then, like, we realised that, like, no, she's not got Stockholm syndrome. This was just all like a ploy so she could kill them. Uh, it was the long. It was the long game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the yeah. Long, long con. Yeah, she. Uh... <laughs> Wait, so she she killed Maria, right, Marilla? Yeah, yeah, she did. So what did she she kills kills Antonio Banderas, then she hides under the bed. Oh, Marilla yeah, comes, yeah. Marilla yeah. comes upstairs to sort of see what the ruckus is about. She's like, oh, who's got the bloody lube then? And then she uh, <laughs> pops yeah. a cap in her ass from under the under the bed. James Bond style. She just she, like shoves yeah, her arm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> comes out from under the bed. Like, yeah, there you go. Who's got James the lube? And then she squirts the lube over them both. No, she oh, didn't do that. This is like the, the most horrific... Uh, Jane Bond film I've ever seen. If that was the case, <laughs> turns out to be Daniel Craig at the end. Like, can you Jane imagine? <laughs> can you imagine the uh, the uproar if this was the plot of the new James Bond film? We didn't. We 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 wanted to make her a woman, but we didn't think you'd go for it. So we started her as a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we just. We we knew there'd be uproar, but there always is. We knew there'd be uproar. Yeah. Uproar about different Doctor Who companions. Uproar yeah. about James Bond being a woman or Idris Elba. Yeah. Right, we'll start off as a man. We'll, we'll do start both. Off, Give we'll them do all both. what they want. Yeah, please we'll everyone. Please, please all the crowds, you know, and there we go. <laughs> it, uh, to be fair, Antonio Banderas would be a good Bond villain, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. As, as a good as, sort of like plastic as, surgeon. As this guy who uh, has like guinea pigs who eat like Guinea big people with solid skin and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then James Bond. Just <laughs> a completely different storyline. James Bond could be like wooing the women. And then suddenly Antonio Banderas would go, actually, these are men. And they'd start fucking battering it. <laughs> Not yeah. saying that women couldn't. Yeah. But, you know, it'd be a good little plot. This sounds like the, the plot to the new Austin Powers. The new Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. If there was going to be one. Yeah. We could write it. God, yeah. So, um, so she she basically she gets on uh, a bike, I think, or something, and then she she drives away. She goes back to her mum's. This is like the, the most tragic scene in the entire film. I thought she goes back to he goes back to his mum's shop, and um, I think it's a sister or his friend still works there. Yeah, I think and it's it, a friend. It's a friend, but I think he kind of like had a thing for her. Right. Yeah, and he's like he he goes to her for like no, he, he finds them both first, his mum and the friend. And then the mum just shuns him off as if, like, I have no idea who you are. I'm busy. Get out of it. But then he, then his friend comes and helps him in the shop. And then he's like, look, I'm Vincente. I was kidnapped and he gave me a sex change against my will. I've just killed two people to get here. And then it's like the mum comes in and then he says, I am Vincente. And it fades to black. And oh, my God, that fades to black. Films don't fade to black anymore. But that was, to me, such a good ending. Like, yeah. Well, he d- he does say to his friend as well. He says something about the dress that she that he was wearing. Yeah, to prove that um, it's uh, that it was him. To prove to prove that it's him. Yeah. Like you know, most most like horror films, they escape from the uh, the villains and then they just drive off into the sunset, and you expect everything's going to be okay. But like, the villains in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like drive off into the sunset and the credits roll or whatever. But this film, like. I'm so glad it took it a little bit further and then it got him arriving at the family's house and it just like sort of opened up a whole, his life's never going to be good. Like, well, it's never going to be the same. They're completely ruined. And like, just that whole, I am Vicente, that last line, he's defining that I'm not a woman, I am still Vicente and it just fades to black. That's that's a proper mic drop moment, I thought. This was a great film. I think I absolutely loved it, actually. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a masterclass, really, in yeah. in sort of the in in a bizarre sort of thriller slash horror sense. Yeah. It's it's, it's 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 doesn't. There's absolutely no blood and guts or gore or or sort of like um even even Antonio Banderas is the captain. There's not really much violence in it. Yeah. Um. I know we've got people shooting people. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of violence, as in, you know, it's when people get shot, it's just like bang, you're dead. That's kind yeah. of it. There's no Antonio Banderas stalking her or doing doing some horrible things other than the other than the terrible plastic surgeries yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. doing. Yeah, like yeah, it's like, like masterclass is right, I think. Because um, so this is I can't remember his name, Paul Almodovar. Uh, he's done a lot of films. I'm not, I don't know, I've not seen many of, or any of his other films, but I know there's a whole uh, like I told my friend at work Ed um, that we were talking about this film today, and he's like, oh, Paul Almodovar, I've seen all these other films they used to really be into him like this is like a, a good director and like it's so well paced it's so well put together it's so stylish like i said the music yeah. the music is amazing um and it deals with a really interesting take on the whole frankenstein sort of story it's um, a very unique take on, yeah. on that story but also a very unique take on anything sort of like body horror or sort of um stockholm syndrome captive yeah type yeah. thing i mean I've, I've never seen anything like it yeah so it's just one of those twists you know when you get one of those twists in a film you're like oh god that's a unique like that's not something because usually because usually in films you try and compare it to something else you try and go oh yeah it's a bit like this and it's a bit like that yeah. it's real difficult to sort of say what it is like you, you know what um um when you don't have to compare it to like for me um because i saw this film a long time ago the scenes in this film and shot and a whole like concept of it it's stuck with me ever since like i've always thought when i've seen other things that reminded me of it i'd always thought oh it's like that uh skin i live in film like so yeah. this becomes your this becomes your point of reference which means it's it's a completely original thing yeah there was there was very like little blood in it as well was it? i know we saw a couple of like pools just, of blood i was just thinking the um the throat slitting bit that did take me Shocked me a bit. Actually, yeah, but she, she didn't cut very deep, did she? So it wasn't like no, it, a massive big jet of no. blood or something. No. Um, so jump uh, jump scares. Um, I don't think there's any jump scares. Do you know what a jump scare was for me? What's that? I've given you a vagina plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ in heaven. You've done what? Yeah. I only came in to get a wisdom tooth taken taken out. Yeah. You've, uh, you've really gone over the top here, mate. Was that like a shitty pants moment then? Yeah, I mean, that was a... I don't know, because I don't think I saw that bit coming at all. Until mm. he said, I've given you a vaginoplasty. That was when I went, oh, oh shit, no. son. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, it wasn't really... Well, it wasn't the kind of film that needed any sort of jump scare, was it? No, shitty, no. Pants, shitty pants moment. Maybe like the the uh, shaving. It was a bit like, oh, that's on it edge. Tense, sure. yeah, it was tense, but it wasn't like... Uh... But then we knew he wasn't going to just go. You know, he'd gone to a lot of effort. Yeah. I watched it with Kat and the uh, cat said, like, was lying like, on my shoulder and she was like, oh, you're breathing really, like your heart's beating quite fast and like you're not breathing properly. And I was like, oh, I didn't realise, but I was so tense, like tense by the whole, it was a shaving scene and the whole... It was a shaving scene. That whole scene, it was just it's so a, it was like, the tense. Thought of yeah. you being shaved. <laughs> you're just like, don't oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I went away. I went away and pretty much started shaving immediately. Yeah, you started the gender stop. reassignment now. Yeah. <laughs> I've started it. Antonio Banderas, I'm going to have him on the phone. Yeah. Can you sort me out a cheap vagina plastic? How much? <laughs> Show up your ass. 
long as he can get me some, yeah. as long as he can get me some business dildos, <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy. I wonder how much he charges. Some I wonder if they come in a little case. Yeah, you need a what they call green, not a green card. What do they call them? Cards for medicinal marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> a card for a business dildo. Yeah. Uh, they they go up in size. You got to start off here and then get all the way up here. Got to send up for a starter pack. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. I'm starting at the end. I'm working my way back. Now. <laughs> okay, all at once then. All, all in yeah, one. Yeah, like, like, like a Russian doll. Yeah. Um, so trivia. You ready for trivia? Um, yeah. Pedro Almodovar worked on the screenplay for almost a decade and what uh, initially was an adaptation ended up being more of a story inspired by the novel rather than a straight adaptation. Mm, yeah, that sounds like it could be true. True, you are correct. Um, number two, Ledgard calls a synthetic skin Gal after his first wife because his nickname for for his wife was always Gal, as in, that there, that's my Gal. <laughs> it was called Gal. Yes. But well, I, don't reckon, I don't reckon that's the reason. False. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, correct. Um, okay. Number three, that over there, that's my Gal. Go on, Gal. Um... <laughs> Go on, go on, gal. Go the, on. The film was uh, the first collaboration in 23 years between Almodovar and Banderas since Time Me Up, Time Me Down in 1990. You've said that, so yes, it's true. Ah, I caught you out. It's actually 21 years. God damn! Fade to black. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, after a few days of shooting, Pedro Almodovar had a conversation with Antonio Banderas in which he told Banderas that he needed to drop all the ticks as an actor because he, he wanted him to play a restrained character and the actor was playing him more like a typical psycho. So he's basically calm it down, son. Yeah, calm, calm it. Calm a llama down. True? True. That's correct. Um, okay, so uh, the actor who played Zika, the tiger brute, uh, refused to play the sex scene, so instead they used a stunt double. And for any shots of Zika's face, they you know implored the amazing Imaginarium Studios and the talents of Andy Serkis to bring it to life. <laughs> So all of those sex scenes, when you see his grunting face, that's the amazing work with Andy Serkis. True. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know how like you get like uh, stunt bottoms and stuff. Andy Serkis is the stunt sex face. (laughs) All right. Okay. He's a stunt ass as well. Each each butt cheek was one of Andy Serkis's faces, and he was doing different nuances and ticks of that butt. In particular, Yeah. yeah. He, didn't he do the tail of Zika as well? <laughs> <laughs> that much, was one of his yeah. arms. He's like, yeah. Uh, I think you got four out of five there. Uh, we'll give you nice. the last one. Um, okay, so uh, now we need to grade the film. I uh, This is a weird one because when I was thinking, like, okay, so last week we did Drag Me to Hell and I gave Drag Me to Hell an A-. Um, yeah, you did. But Drag Me to Hell was a full-on horror it was like it was enjoyed being a horror roller coaster, a horror theme park of fun and and gore and gruesome stuff. This was not that. This was completely different. I'm still leaning towards an A minus as well on this because I really did. Out of all the films so far, this is the film that I was like just could not stop watching it. And I've seen it before. I know the twist and stuff, and I just still couldn't take my eyes away. That was a good one then. Um, I can't remember what I gave Drag Me to Hell last. I think you can give it B because we ended up giving it a B plus in on our Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you know what you're gonna give this then? I'm gonna have to go with an A minus. 
I think I'll go with a B plus on this again. Uh, I think so, I'm, I think I'm reserving my A's for the stuff that I want, really want to get crazy yeah, about. I do feel like I'm blowing my load a little bit here. <laughs> I do feel like I'm pulling a Zika, but um... <laughs> you are Tony, Tony, yeah. Tony the Tiger's son. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, man, it's good. It's a good film. But I can't, yeah, I can't I mean, it, is, it, it is a really good. It is a really good film in terms of like I really hope that people would go into this without, you know, what I mean. People are watching, uh, watching this, they're listening to the podcast, would have already seen it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I expect they would have because, uh, I mean, I don't know why. Yeah. When I listen to, so when I listen, I listen to like Stephen King podcast, podcast after I've read the book, because I like to hear what other people thought about it. So I imagine yeah, yeah. it's a similar thing. I hope we're not spoiling it for people. Yeah, well, exactly. It'd be, it'd be a weird one to experience the film without knowing that. Maybe and we should put that at the start of the show and say, this episode yeah. is full of spoilers. Yeah, we'll do that. And for anyone who's just just listened to this whole show and been spoiled throughout, <laughs> um, beware because there are spoilers beware, in the show. There are spoilers <laughs> in the show. Uh, just there were right spoilers in the, the show. There were. There spoilers. are spoilers at the end. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we'll do that at the start of the show from now on. Okay, for, the, for, for this episode, you, you shit out of luck, I'm afraid, guys. You should still watch yeah. it though. Yeah, uh, I would recommend you watch it again at some point in the future as well because. There's lots of cool little, like, like I said, the camera shots where it has Vicente's face on the bed, looking at Vera's face, or like looking at each other. There's like lots of little stuff like that, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, okay, so next week uh, is, <laughs> it's I know what it is, and I don't think you're gonna like it, Ben, based on your previous reviews. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna check, but I think it's a Hammer horror film. Uh, it's one of the classics, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Dracula, I think. Yeah, so it's a 1958 Dracula. Uh, Terence Fisher directed. Chris, same director. It's Christopher, same, oh, okay. uh, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> yeah, that, that kind of, yeah. It's a classic one, so. Yeah, and then after that, we've got um, The Blair Witch Project, which would be interesting. I've not seen that for yonks. I watched that not so long ago, actually. I think I watched it not 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 long before I went to see the new one. Okay, yeah. How was that? So yeah, pl- plenty to plenty to discuss. The new one is pretty naff. Yeah. <laughs> the new one is just like, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it tries to do some of some of the similar things to the original, but you know, yeah, it's impossible. Really, it's impossible. It was of its time that film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so this show is brought to you by the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hogandleaver.com to grab a free book. Also go to theotherstories.net to check out um, the other films and the other podcasts on our lovely network. Become a patron for early access episodes, bonus content, and heaps of free stuff at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Cowman for our theme music, you lovely, lovely men. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving a five-star rating and review in iTunes, and remember to hit subscribe. And thank you to my co-host, Ben, for being a real horror dude. Thanks, Luke. Thank you very much. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.